With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey, you know what to do. You're grown. You know what's right. 19, 16, I, don't, I never know exactly what those mean, but we're somewhere in that ballpark. It's 1 o'clock in the afternoon in Auburn, Alabama, and this place was lit. Do you want to make a podcast? Well, Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily and distribute it everywhere and even earn money as well. All in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and literally everywhere else podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. With Spotify for Podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it is totally free with no catch. Ever since I discovered Spotify for Podcasters, it's been so easy to get the show out to y'all, and I highly recommend you give it a try. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to spotify.com slash podcasters to get started. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the College Loop Podcast, episode 23 of the College Loop Podcast, the uh, Isaac Okoro podcast if you will or the, oh, yeah. the michael jordan episode That's whichever right. one you want to go with but yeah we are recording about 10 minutes after the auburn iron bowl basketball game that thing that happened which was a very close close matchup until around two minutes left in the game where the same old same old happens where you just really don't know what any auburn player especially wendell green is thinking in the last two minutes of the game it was another one of those cases dylan where you you, you start wondering right about Where's the game planning? Where's the presence of, of of time? Sure, you're down four or two and a half against one of the best, if not the best team in the country. And uh, I, I understand the cause for concern. Uh, there's no cause for panic. Auburn effectively kept themselves in this game. If I kept themselves in, they didn't trail much throughout the duration of this game. I, I think that uh, what, what what Jay Billis was saying on, on, on the broadcast was that Auburn, until the last two minutes, had led that game for all but three minutes and there were over 10 lead changes. And I know that that sounds like Auburn fans. You probably want it to be Auburn the whole way through. I get it. I understand you want your team to do well, but in the same, in the same token, Dylan, there's this element of when you're playing one of those teams, if you're in the game, you're giving yourself a chance to win. And in those last two minutes after keeping his team in the game for, I guess, 38 minutes. And, and when it was on the floor of 36 or whatever you may have, you, you got in front of you how many minutes. Hey, ESPN Wendell has plays. not updated that yet. But I, I'll pull up. The but, after keeping himself, uh, his team in the game, Wendell Green just shot his team out of the game. It's it's another one of those situations where, you, sure, you're down four, but you don't really need a three. You've got two and a half minutes left in the clock. Janai Broom's been playing well. Uh, Jay William, Jalen Williams had been coming up big like we talk, talked about, had to come up big. Brandon Miller had been kept at bay, and, and you choose to shoot the three, and it all starts to unravel. And uh, there's going to be plenty of Auburn fans that are going to blame hashtag the refs. And uh, you said they played 32 minutes. 32 minutes. And 30 of them were very, very good minutes of basketball. Uh, and a lot of, all, but as I was saying, Dylan, a lot of Auburn fans are going to be doing the hashtag, the refs and, and, and whatever. And I get it. I understand the frustration. But at the same time, Dylan, we've said it for weeks. If you leave the, the game in the hands of the referees, bad things happen. 
So this one, Auburn, Auburn should have won this basketball game and, or at least given itself a real chance to not look like it got defeated by eight points because it really didn't. It lost this game by three or four. And uh, it, it was tough to watch. And I know that there's a lot of unhappy Auburn fans, but there were some bright spots. Yeah, and if you look at uh, Brendan Miller went to this game averaging 19 points, he only scored 13, which I think is a huge win. Shot 0 of 7 from the three. And I would say they successfully slowed down Brendan Miller. Sure, absolutely. And you look ahead, Wendell Green did score his uh, season high 24 points. Jay Wills put up 16. And a very impressive game from Katie Johnson. Uh, yeah, remarkable game from uh, Katie Johnson. Started off, he did not miss a free throw. Not a single free throw was missed by Katie Johnson. And we were kind of like hesitant to mention it during the game because as soon we knew as soon as we bring it up, he's going to miss one. But he did not. I mean, he he shot as well as Katie Johnson usually does. But well, as, as well as Katie Johnson can. Well, yeah. I, I, this was the best performance. I know it was only a 12 point outing, right? 12 points from, from Katie. 12 points. If you look, see me looking over to the right, we've got our little two monitor system yeah. going on right now. And uh, the absence of Daniel Locke is because I'm sure his voice is shot. He was in the jungle today, so let him him uh, ream from this this loss. Wearing his uh, Wendy's uh, name tag. That's right. That's right. As he got dunked on on Twitter, make sure you make that the, the clickbait. <laughs> but this was one of those moments where you, you go toe-to-toe with one of these premier teams in the league and with the premier team in the SEC, and, and, and you wonder, Dylan, are there even the right pieces on this team for them to compete in the tournament, because if you're not playing big time and in, in clutch moments, even if you don't win, if you're not competing in big moments and late game situations, you're wasting your time in March. And it's worth noting, I bring it up every time Auburn loses. I look right at the bench as soon sure. as the game is over with. So I'm like, who put up the numbers? And I mean, Katie Johnson did. And I mean, you look at Alan Flanagan put up seven points, six rebounds, which I guess is like a decent game for him. Sure. Uh, Janai Broom only put up eight points. Uh, we didn't even, he was not there offensively. He he got there with on defensively with the rebounds and uh, he had a block, but the points just not there. And you look at, besides Katie Johnson, the four other bench players that went in, Simo, Dylan Cardwell, Trey Donaldson, Leroy Berman, two points. Combined. Combined. Yeah. I mean, it's it's it was it was a tough night uh, from from the bench and, and and you knew that was going to happen because as I use air quotes here deep, excuse me hiccup as as, as Auburn is Alabama can go toe to toe if not more in terms of uh, rotational guys, uh, it, but if you just look at the starting five, let, let's look at some things that Auburn did well. Dylan, let, let's talk about this for a second. I thought Zeb Jasper played outstanding defense this game. I thought for like I said thirty of his thirty two minutes, Wendell Green Jr. played fantastic basketball. Uh, Janai Broom left a lot to be desired today, and 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 we've seen him kind of absent and as of late, and and kind of big moments, and and that's no discredit to him. I just I think he's in a slump, and and sometimes that happens. Jalen Williams stepped up and dropped sixteen tonight, and and or that that was one of the guys that we said going into the game. Jalen Williams has got to step up and, and kind of go toe to toe with Brandon Miller. He did. He outscored Brandon Miller. Uh, was he tasked with him on defense? No. Was that probably for the best? Absolutely. Uh, something that. Auburn fans should also be kind of encouraged by, I thought that Auburn's smaller guards, which is every guard, <laughs> um, I thought they did a, a, a pretty good job of, of keeping bigger guys at bay this, this game. Ultimately, you go toe-to-toe with one of the best teams and, 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 you, and you get in foul trouble late, nine out of ten times you're going to lose that game. And, and, and this, this one just did not fall the way that Auburn fans wanted it to. And Dylan, there's not really a whole lot more to it other than the fact that 
they've kind of got to get back up on their feet and get ready for midweek. Yeah, and it's blanking on me who we're playing on Wednesday, but I know all I think it's you get Texas uh, A&M. No, that was, I'm sorry. Wait, this, you're looking league. at the women's hoops. My my apologies about saying A&M <laughs> was last week. My boy, uh, but it's it's another one of your gauntlet games. But I don't. I, yeah, I'm almost positive Missouri. it's a Missouri game. Yep, uh, and I and I, I had it in my a mind. tournament team. Yeah, another another tournament team, and you got to get right. And and we keep saying this. I mean, Auburn's losers are five of, of six now at this point, and you wonder if Auburn stumbles a little harder, Dylan. Is this team in the tournament? I mean, you look ahead, the winnable games left on Auburn's schedule. I say winnable very loosely. Sure. Because there are a lot of games that I've looked at in the schedule I thought were winnable and they were not. Sure. Uh, Missouri, you have to win that game. That is a mu- that is a must win. Not cap- optional. Cap- capital, every letter, must win. Kentucky, I think, is now a must win. Sure. And uh, Ole Miss, that – you hope that's a win. That's the easiest game left on your schedule. Sure. And you, you think you have to beat Tennessee at home. Oh, you absolutely do. Yeah, you have to. Right. I, I don't there, – there's not a game on the schedule left that you can really afford to lose, I, ex- excepting the fact that Auburn Auburn fans go ahead and get it through skulls. Auburn's going to get swept by Alabama this year. And I, that's, it's going to happen. If you lost in the jungle, you're going to lose in, in, in Coleman Coliseum. And this was one of those games that the environment felt right. <laughs> and, and it felt like the, the vibes were on uh, and that it felt like this was going to go Auburn's way. But we felt that a bunch this year. And uh, it's it's really just mind boggling to some extent. Like like you said, there's only a handful of, of what you would consider air quote given wins or gimme games. Not that there's such thing as that. In the I, said there's, I said there's only one statistically, but I know Auburn could mess it up in a heartbeat. Oh, sure. Um, and and, and, I, and I, I agree with you. The amount of talent on this team and the quality of production has been mind-bogglingly bad. I mean, it it is it is just unprecedented. But that being said, I mean, this team could turn around and kind of get hot. But I mean, the Auburn's in the da- in the danger zone of people calling them like below mid, which is concerning. You're really going to need a couple guys to get hot that are not named Jalen Williams, uh, excuse me, uh, Wendell Green Jr. and and Janai Broom, but Janai Broom's got resurfaced, and 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 I, I sound like I feel like I'm rambling a little bit here, Dylan. A lot of this is instant reaction, right? Yeah. Can we talk for two seconds before we pivot over to women's basketball? Because I mean, this is we really are just kind of beating a dead horse here. Dylan Cardwell's been really not good over the past <laughs> um, past handful of games, and he looked lost today. He had that one highlight dunk that Dylan Cardwell is always good for, but you can't I you can't trust him with the I'm trying to figure out let me figure find out how many minutes he actually played, just so I can talk on this in length. He played 12 minutes, and most of that was because Jani Broom got in foul trouble. Yeah, I think he played the last five minutes of the first half, and then he played sparingly throughout the rest of the game. Right, but Dylan Cardwell is just not there offensively, and he's rarely there defensively. Sure. And unless and he was really good at blocking shots before Auburn got in the conference play. Yeah. And now he's leaving his feet early again. Yeah. And we thought we thought this was a ma- like massively improved season from Dylan Cardwell going into SEC conference. We play. gave Dylan Cardwell our non-conference most improved player of the year. Exactly. And now he has definitely shoot himself off of that list. Alan Flanagan got himself back up there, but he needs to resurge again. Shot selection's got to get better for Alan Flanagan. It's that simple. And you hope Trey Donaldson at some point can 
find his shot again. I remember he was a microwave starting off the season. Sure. And where where's that been? It's disappeared. Someone has unplugged the microwave and you're trying to make ramen. Yeah. He's just not there. Right. Right. And and uh to your to your credit, Dylan, you talked a lot about the Johan train. You didn't see Johan at all tonight, uh this afternoon rather. And and you wonder could he have plugged in and worked a little bit better um than than Dylan Cardwell. And, and I'm not necessarily being that critical of BP as much as something's got to give. Um, and, and I don't know that like, I, I hate to keep going back to the interview with Jacob Gomez, even though it was awesome, but I hate to keep quoting him. This team just kind of is what it is. And, and you're going to have to live and die by that. If you're not up or not on fire going into the last couple minutes of the game, you are in serious trouble. And, and I think that this roster is kind of all complimentary to that. Speaking of big absences, let's talk a little bit of women's basketball. And uh, obviously last time uh, that we we spoke to you guys and you guys tuned into the college loop, we previewed Auburn's what it would eventually be a blowout loss to South Carolina with Caleb Jones. Things went exactly as you expected. And uh, Auburn Auburn struggled throughout that the duration of that game. They actually went toe-to-toe for two of the four quarters um, with South Carolina. By toe-to-toe, I mean they only got score, outscored by like five and seven. So there's that. You, you had your one bright spot on your team, really, or your two bright spots were, I guess – City Shaw and then Sanai Wells had a sneaky good little game. And then uh, Marshawn Bostic always seems to find a way to get into, into double figures. So uh, an incredible performance from, from the Auburn guard perspective, but you're missing Aisha Koulibaly. Honestly, Scott Grayson didn't really seem like she was there. She was super limited into her role. I'm not sure she's 100%. And they get to play, you guessed it, Alabama tomorrow, just to add insult to injury. So that'll be something to keep an eye on. I guess when this not tomorrow, but today when this show comes out, that'll be this afternoon that they're playing that game during the Super Bowl. So Lindsey Crosby brought up a great question to me the other day. Um, <laughs> over under 20 fans that are not family in the arena for Auburn, Alabama. Oh, wait, is it? It's, oh, it is actually. It's during the Super Bowl. During the Super Bowl. Oh, my Lord. 5 p.m. tip off. Might be under. No, I think it's an under for sure. Um, and also, I wanted to take this opportunity to say wait, the is same that thing. Eastern time because it's 530 Central. The game might. It's six thirty Eastern. That's right. Yeah. Uh. So I think that it's it's really kind of funny to talk about uh, the fact that uh. Or I'm going to use this opportunity to talk about what I said on the Auburn Daily Show with Lindsey Crosby on Friday. This is an insult to women's basketball and a failure by the SEC. I just want to plug that real quick. That you know when the Super Bowl is years in advance. They literally announce the dates years in advance. It's always on the same Sunday every year, by the way. It never changes. And it's kind of like Thanksgiving being the third th- Thursday of, of of November every year. You know it's going to happen. So uh, that that that's just an insulting move from the scheduling perspective of the SEC and, and, and a disservice to women's college, bas- college basketball, especially when you have such a good slate. You have LSU going to a sold out uh, uh, in Columbia, uh, Colonial Bank, uh, Colonial Life, right? Yeah. Colonial Life Arena uh, and, and taking on number one USC in what should be an awesome game. You have an awesome slate of games on Sunday and then you just do this to uh, the Iron Bowl. And I understand that these are not top t- top echelon teams right now, but like what the heck are you doing? And I think Auburn has an op- a real opportunity to get some vengeance there, considering they're playing their best basketball of the season to this point, d- despite the blowout loss, just like everybody else in the world. And quite possibly LSU will suffer to South Carolina. So let's let's just keep the ball rolling here, Dylan. Actually, kind of a shorter show today, and that's okay. Yeah, it's, it's not that we tried to cut corners. It's just kind of how things shook out. Football's been a little quiet. Knock on wood. I don't know if you heard me or not. Um, uh, I, I spoke with Lindsey Crosby a little bit on Friday. If you want to check out our recruiting an- an- analysis, very similar to what we talked about here on the college loop, but we, we kind of rehashed uh, the, the the potential of Auburn uh, taking a couple of running backs in the 24 class. Other than that, and there's not a whole lot going on until the portal window opens again. So that gives us the opportunity to talk a little bit about Bree Bombs and Auburn softball and company. They start off their season this weekend. Dylan, 
talk to the people about how that went down. So we are four games in to the NFCA. That's the National Fast Pitch Coaches Association leadoff classic. And Auburn is starting off three and one. Yeah. And uh, I can't do math that quick, but it looks like we are outscoring opponents a lot to seven out of these last four games, losing to Pitt eight to seven, but you have a win over St. John's is six to nothing. Fordham is nine to nothing. Indians are nine to nothing. So if I'm going to do quick math real quick, that is, I believe, 24, 32 to seven. I believe you. I, I had to take math a couple of times when I was undergrad. And we so. still have one more game that is going to be today as this comes out at 1130 Central Time. I'm currently in Eastern, so it's going to throw me off. Sure. But yeah, Central Time. And we were actually wrong. I put up a little funny poll. Yeah, right. I saw. I who, participated. Who, who's going to get the first homer? And it was uh, Bree Bombs or Bree Ellis. Bree Bombs won. Uh, I think it was uh, 10 to 0 was the yep. total. And uh, we were – 10 people were wrong. Yeah, all of us were wrong. Uh, Nalia Peralta got the first home run of the, of the uh, Classic and the season because – and if you also look ahead to the next game, uh, Aspen Godwin. Had a walk-off grand slam versus Fordham to end the game in six. This is, uh, I mean, encouraging for Auburn softball to pick up right where they left off um, in, in 2022. And and Caleb Jones brought up a really good point when we talked about some softball with him on, on Thursday um, on a show where actually shout out Briellis. It sounds like she got to check out the show and listen. So really, really glad she got to check out the loop. Friend of the friend of the program now, <laughs> officially friend of the program. But like I said, very encouraging for Auburn fans to see the Tigers pick right back up where they left off in 2023. They are going to, no question, be a off. They're going to get pitchers' fits and nightmares. People are going to have bad dreams about having to pitch to the Auburn Tigers. the The real question is, you know, is everybody going to be able to stay a healthy and be consistent throughout the whole season? And and most importantly, is Auburn going to be able to continue the dominance that we saw in the first slate of games? Barring with excluding the pit game, which that's one of those power five conferences in the early going, and it's a close game. You really don't write it off. It's actually a great experience. But is, is Auburn going to be able to keep up the momentum that they've already built in the circle? Is Shelby Logan going to be able to stay, stay healthy all year? Is, is, your, is your rotation going to be able to complement each other in the way that Auburn thinks it can in the way that we think that they can? So a really, really big opportunity for Auburn uh, to, to close things out strong uh, this afternoon as the show comes out. And then I believe it's the Plains. It's either the Tiger Invitational or the Plainsman Invitational that comes first. It's next weekend. Um, and they, they get to play St. John's again <laughs> and bring St. John's back to the Plains, play them one more time. Actually, possibly twice, depending on how that I'm all shakes out. I'm trying to pull up the, the Indiana score because it looks like Auburn is outscoring all these guys and all these teams without Briella scoring a single run. Yeah, but she has two ribbies. I know that for a fact. Uh, yes, she yes, is. yes, she had two ribbies in the uh Indiana game, possibly, but uh, yes, I think so. Yeah, no, any... she had two two ribbies in the pit game, excuse me. Her the last game they played that it has up here, it only it does not have Indiana up here yet. Yeah, that was the pit game. Yeah, so she had uh, Brielle's already has two two uh two ribbies and no home runs yet. So, god bless the pitcher that has to throw to her this, this afternoon. <laughs> Because God knows that she's uh, hungry to get another one, just like the the rest of this this lineup. I mean, top to bottom, man. Michaela pa- uh, Packer, Denver Bryant. Um, you, you can just keep keep naming off people, and, and you're like, wow, slugger. Only two home runs actually. Slugger. It was, it was the- Aspen Godwin slugger. I mean, it, this this is just a, a loaded lineup, and, and and a group that Auburn fans should be very very excited about, Dylan. Yeah, we talked about it in length last episode that the. The uh, ceiling for this team, I think two or three out of us out of the four on that show said that the ceiling is Oklahoma City. Or I think sure. it was, it might have been unanimous that we all said that was a ceiling. Sure. And, the, and the floor for this team is 
not hosting a regional. That's what I said. I, I I firmly believe that. And then how do you not have faith in a team that gets some new drip? I mean, you saw those new uniforms, the softball unveiled. I mean, I know we're going to talk about baseball in a second, but softball, those uniforms, hashtag things that go hard, those. That's the, if you look up uniforms that drip, that those come up immediately. Um, and in and, and the dictionary of all, and the, the almanac of all uniforms in the history are. Good Lord. I cannot wait until they're in, in store because yep. <laughs> I might be getting me a baseball jersey and a softball jersey. Ver- verbal meme, the, the, the video that could just slamming his credit card on the yep. table. That, that's, that's a good deal. <laughs> that's me. Uh, let's, let's pivot real quick. Let's, let's keep talking about diamond sports games to get new uniforms. Oh my Lord. These Auburn uniforms are sick. These baseball uniforms are dope. If you haven't seen them yet, go check them out. Please dude. They are, they're worth the price of admission and getting them yes I, absolutely i'm assuming they're going to be around 80 dollars, and yeah that's what i gave for mine might be, might be worth it might be worth the to break the bank for that for those jerseys 100 i was telling billy earlier today so for those of you who have yet to see them they are worth you just go on the auburn twitter check them out auburn instagram check them out and auburn rolled out a cream jersey for uh, for weekend games which is gorgeous off-white looks incredibly good and, and they've gone with all script writing on, on both of their new sets. Their other set is a navy blue that they're wearing a navy hat with just a white AU, no orange outline on the logo. I'm a huge fan of the orange accents, but I love this look. Very, very classic. Uh, now all we're waiting on is the powder blue Bo Jackson era BP uniforms. And uh, I think that, that 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 would probably complete the circle of life because now you've got the pinstripes in the rotation. You assume you keep their grays in the rotation. The, uh, the, the home orange. With with script writing, the navy script writing, the uh, cream with script writing. That's five uniform combos. It's crazy that Under Armour only gives Auburn baseball the best uniforms. <laughs> it's I, I mean those basketball orange jerseys uniforms are pretty sweet. Yeah, and it makes you wonder why are we getting orange football jerseys? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not getting into that. I'm but... gonna get into. <laughs> that's it's, con- it's been a quiet football season uh, off season for the past two weeks at least. Another con- give, give me the orange jersey rant for now. Another conversation for another time, Dylan. Simmer, simmer, simmer. As soon as we get to the all Auburn, all orange game this fall for football, I'll let you talk the whole week about how Auburn should have orange jerseys. <laughs> but let's let's talk a little bit about baseball. And I've got some exciting news coming up on the loop this week that Dylan doesn't even know about, so he's about to find out. Um, Lindsey Crosby should be joining the show on uh, on the Thursday show. So very excited to have welcome him on. It should be he's either Tuesday or Thursday. I can't remember which one. He said Sun, Sunday's not going to work, but he told me I should definitely put it in my calendar. So maybe I should tell you about that next time so we can put that down. Well, Tuesday Thursday works better because that's actually going to be like, a, I think Thursday will be the preview episode for the Indiana series that sure. takes place. Absolutely. Next Friday, February 17th at 6 p.m. Central, I believe. Yeah, the next Friday. But Auburn's got a lot of young arms that they're going to get to test this this year and a lot and kind of play around with in the in the non-conference season to try to figure out what works, what doesn't work. And Lindsey Crosby of the Auburn Daily and of Locked On MILB Prospects uh, is is going to get, be able to join us. He is the guy for Auburn baseball. If if you don't follow him, make sure you do because he is where we get all of our information on Auburn baseball. And uh, he's he's very excited to talk about these young freshman arms that we really think could be an impact because the big question is not in the field. It's not in the offense. It's it's Auburn going to be able to get it done on the mound and in the bullpen. And uh, we we know what Joseph Gonzalez can do, uh, and 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 we know what what Armstrong can do. Uh, there, there's a handful of guys that are coming back that we are confident in. Thomas Sheehan coming back from in his first full year after RC surgery, or Tommy John rather. I'm talking about myself, I'm talking about RC, not Tommy John, <laughs> but. Uh, coming back from that first full year of, of recovery after Tommy John surgery, we expect a lot of you know production out of him this year. Late games and seven eight inning or six seven inning appearances rather. And uh, I'm I'm fired up to talk some Auburn baseball. I don't want to plug too much just yet. 
because one, um, I'm just not going to be able to do justice like Lindsay's going to be able to. And two, I'm not going to keep rambling because I know you want to talk a little bit. Yeah, give Lindsay Crosby is going to be getting the mic for <laughs> that episode because uh, my knowledge is overshadowed by Tar's knowledge of baseball mm-hmm. and Lindsay Crosby is Godzilla compared to what Tar is. <laughs> You're not lying. Baseball. You know, so that's going to be a very fun episode, especially if you really love diamond sports, because that episode is going to be chock full of it, barring any crazy Auburn football or basketball news happens. And we've got some exciting news that we're not ready to release yet. But speaking of diamond sports, a very exciting interview coming up soon. Uh, something that we're very excited about. Hopefully our interview subjects is as excited as we are to talk about it. <laughs> and uh, something that we're, we're really ready to roll out for you guys. That's going to be a college loop exclusive. You're only going to be able to get it here on all of our platforms. So make sure you guys stay tuned on that front. We've got a lot of exciting stuff coming on, coming up, a lot of cool interviews and a lot of hopefully fan interactions. Y'all just hit my inbox with those mailbox questions. That'll make my life so much easier. <laughs> yeah, he's tired of having to make different uh, burner accounts. So he, I don't make burner sitting, accounts. He's sending in his own mailbox questions. I don't make burner accounts. But this would be a great question if someone asked me. So it's like, at tar burner. Hey, buy here some tar. <laughs> can I, uh, what can Auburn do to make it to the tournament? <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. Speaking of burner accounts, let's let's talk real quick before we get into wrapping this thing up because it's like we said today's gonna be a little shorter today. We know it's Super Bowl Sunday, and uh, we'll we'll plug our Super Bowl picks right before we get into our little typical outro spiel that you folks definitely turn off the off the broadcast before we even get to jokes. Jokes, please listen to the end. You never know what might pop up there. But uh, I I did want to did want to speak for a quick minute. By the way, who's winning Super Bowl? We'll go and plug that. Oof. Uh, well, I'm gonna be rooting for the Kansas State Chiefs. Do the Chiefs win the Super Bowl? I think that the Chiefs are going to win the Super Bowl. Okay. I like the idea. I was talking to a good friend of mine, Alex Barker, friend of the show, uh, that I think it's kind of cool that we're living in the era of the next upcoming GOAT. I think you're right. And just watching Patrick Mahomes just do what Patrick Mahomes does. I mean, he lost Tyreek Hill and he's still in the Super Bowl. Yeah, he doesn't care. And it's cool. I mean, I, I started watching the NFL around the same time Cam Newton got introduced and in got drafted. Sure. And I was a Panthers fan because of him. I'm a Panthers fan long after him. But it is cool because, like, I didn't get to see Tom Brady through the first, like, first 12 years of his career. Right. And now I, I watch Patrick Mahomes get drafted. I, I can use that. And I know it's like an apples to oranges comparing a first-round draft pick to a seventh, sixth-round pick, whatever right. Tom Brady was and I retired. But I think it's just cool living in the era of the next goat, and I, I, I'm going to be room for the Chiefs. I won't be. Um, I'll be cheering for the Birds, but uh, and and I do think that uh, I do think the Kansas City Chiefs are probably going to win this. But uh, huge congratulations to the three Auburn players who are on the active rosters. So intuitive. That was my next With, play. Uh, Aaron Cepas, who is injured, he will not be playing in the Super Bowl sadly, but he is on the team and was the starting punter for the r- huge chunk of the season i think with 13 games right and prince tego wango on the kansas city chiefs he just get decent minutes uh i think left tackle is what he plays with that he plays a tackle and oh lord who's the other one that's blinking on me there's an eagles player there's another eagles player i really just thought it was two i think there's three. Oh lord i i feel bad. you can plug that while i plug the auburn twitter room of the week Go ahead. And this one's a unanimous decision. I haven't conferred with Dylan, uh, with Dylan about it, but this is going to be a unanimous decision. Uh, the Auburn Twitter moment of the week helped, happened about 15 minutes before the Auburn-Alabama um, basketball game that we're recording right after. And uh, let me just say Daniel Locke, who, as we mentioned pre- earlier on this show, uh, is, is who's absent today, uh, got – Someone tried a Bama fan tried to dunk on him. It was all in good fun. It was very funny. <laughs> um, and someone said – oh, Jack Driscoll. I'm sorry, tackle – 
who was literally in Auburn last year or year before last. Anyways, yeah, he does not get near the like minutes. No, no, no. There's there's your third Auburn Auburn uh, alumni to be in the the Super Bowl this year. Congrats to those three for putting in the work, getting the Super Bowl. Right. All the, all the fun things. No, I was I was I was just not going to cut you off. Uh, Auburn Twitter moment of the week was Daniel Locke wearing his name badge. As, as if you don't know, Daniel Locke is on the senior, senior staff for the Auburn Jungle, the organized student section. So he does a lot of making sure that kids don't like trample each other, like Dylan and I got tra- trampled our senior year. So that was super fun. That was over a year ago now. In case you want to feel old, anyways. Yeah, there's that's a lot of fun for you. But <laughs> back does hurt, Bama so. fan like quote tweeted because Dylan had actually, or not Dylan, excuse me, Daniel had actually done a very charitable thing and taken photos with some notable. Bama Twitter personalities and uh, had posted he was wearing his little name name tag with with some Bama personalities and someone said this guy's wearing a a name tag like he's he works at Wendy's and that's hilarious because then because then Daniel said damn I got got in my response to this which I know Dylan you were sitting there watching our Twitter presence having a stroke I was driving so I'm glad you weren't watching because I thought you were gonna have a stroke seeing this because I know you get on to us for things that we say online sometimes yeah I responded. Did someone say Wendy's? As in Wendy's? I do remember you saying <laughs> I did catch that. And right. that whole interaction um, was wildly out of pocket. But it was hilarious that someone told Daniel that he works at Wendy's. And he's not here to defend himself. So that's the Auburn Twitter moment of the week, in my opinion. <laughs> it, I caught it after. I think it was either is it when I got to your apartment or I was stopped at a a stoplight or something and i kind of just like looked at my twitter for like three seconds right and i was like i'm getting added a lot right so i went to go see what it was it happens. and i was like what are y'all doing yeah honorable <laughs> mention and uh for auburn twitter moment of the week which segues us into our last segment we'll be very very not very brief we're, we're, we'll talk about this much as we want but we'll, we won't make it too long uh the guys who paint up at gymnastics meets you are ridiculous you are chaotic you're out of pocket and we love you it, it 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 makes my it burns my eyes a little bit because some of you guys probably should wear a shirt, but you don't, and you paint up for this team. This hashtag this team, hashtag this team, and uh, I, I respect this. And then that brings me brings us to our last little segment. You didn't think I was going to forget gymnastics, did you? I had scrolled over it a little bit. I did not mean to. I was just going a little quick. No, did not. But quick little synopsis, Dylan. Go and give give the rundown real quick. So Auburn beat number nine LSU. Uh, we were a little wrong on the rankings. But as a top 10 win for the Auburn Tigers, uh, they won 197.75 to 197.5. And if if you can believe it, it's uh, shocking news, really. Uh, if you don't know, uh, Suni Lee is her. She has an Olympic gold medalist that uh, claims that she is her. And she got another 10, her ninth career 10 in two seasons. Yeah, no, we're she's not. Even, we're not even halfway done. Yeah, no, she's 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 not anywhere far she's so far from done uh, in terms of earning tens and uh job's not finished for Sunny Lee job's not finished for this group outside of her Darion Goborn Goborn had a great great night Sophia Groth had a great bounce back night after struggling a little bit at Alabama not a ton but struggled a little bit at Bama had a really good bounce back night I I saved this segment for last because I'm seeing how long people actually listen to the show <laughs> that's that was kind of my logic here but we're, we're, we're running a social experiment for those of you still listening Cassie Stevens man Cassie Stevens the, the like I guess not resurgence but the the development of Cassie Stevens and 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 her skill set first off nobody does it better than Cassie Stevens on the beam she is just lights out time and time again she's as clutch as they come Auburn needed big scores Cassie Stevens said all right bet step aside I got this 
she she's she brought energy she she uh, competed competing in the all around her scores have just continued to progress all this all season and and Dylan if you take away obviously Suni Lee is her in the all around I mean Darion Goborn very strong on vault very strong on floors can get it done on on be on, on even bars and, and and holds her own in the on the beam Cassie Stevens might be one like the most valuable the most valuable uh, gymnast on this team outside not naming Suni Lee. Yeah, I mean, what she does uh, in the all-around is outstanding. And to just, not to discredit Darren, Go Darren Goborn for how great she is on the floor. Like, I don't think – it was awesome last night that Auburn clinched the win. And she just didn't and care. didn't – we did not need God Save the Queen to win the win the meet. And you still got it. <laughs> and we still got it. That was an extra bonus point. And I just try to highlight one of the stats that we talked about yesterday with Daniel, who's covering it. Uh, Auburn had a season high on the floor. Yeah, when you're watching, you're sitting there by the by Darion's rotation. You're like, oh, this. There's no way this isn't the season high. I think it was like I, I think it was a nine eight. Then it was a nine 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 seven five nine nine seven five. Like, in my opinion, and this is probably some some swayed per opinionated uh, talk here, aka bias. That's some fancy words for bias. <laughs> I thought Suni Lee and Darion Gomorn got robbed of tens on the floor, uh, <laughs> and. No, no one's doing it better than that duo. And and this team is so strong. They're going to make such a deep run, Dylan. And I'm immensely looking forward to being able to see them again in person, both on the planes and already bought my tickets for SECs. Very excited to take Mama Tar to that. So if you listen this long, go ahead and tweet at us and let us know who is your MVP not named SUNY on, on this team. I'm, I'm just curious. This is, like I said, purely a social experiment. You can drop in the comments if you're listening on YouTube. Um, you can do whatever you want. Hit us up on Facebook, whatever works best and whatever makes you happy. We just don't have a LinkedIn yet. Um, <laughs> otherwise, I think that's that's really going to put a nice bow on it. This this team is going to be, they get to compete against another top 25 team against in Missouri next week. And, and they kind of run a gauntlet of a schedule because they're in the SEC, but it, they don't really care. So <laughs> a lot, lot of fun going on in Friday night heights. That's right. We'll put the crown on, right? Yep. Dylan, I'm going to go ahead and plug myself because this is weird. I usually pass this off to Daniel. Um, in terms of you know, plug yourself. Yeah. Um, if you want to follow Daniel's work, which I don't know why you want to do that. I'm kidding. I love you, Daniel. Peace, love, and working at Wendy's. Uh, his 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 byline is at or his Twitter handle is at Daniel J Locke. You can find his work at the Opelika Observer, Weagle ninety one point one FM, and Eagle Eye TV. Probably other places that I don't know about. Does he, does he have four? Is there four outlets with his name on it? Because four for four. Yeah, well, yeah, he's he he's also focused on oh the Eagles Nest. Yeah, yep. Uh, on the Daniel Four for Four. That's right, the Daniel Four for Four. I'm at by Harrison Tar on Twitter. If you want to check out my written work, you can find that at the Auburn Daily. I'm also on the Auburn Daily Show, hosting with Dylan Lark on Wednesdays. The wonderful Lindsey Crosby, who you guys will get to if you've not already met meet this week. We're very excited. I have an interview with him. That's on Fridays. You can check check that show out Monday through Friday. I'm sure going to plug that here in just a second. And obviously you can find all of my uh, unhinged Twitter tweets that are uh, re reposted by our page at the College Loop. So make sure you check that out and, and subscribe to us on the YouTube at the YouTube channel. We definitely want to see those numbers go up so we can make some sense out of doing some other stuff on YouTube. Uh, if you guys can give us a reason, we'll do it. So uh, Dylan, hello. You're Dylan. Hello. In the same room. It's been a pleasure, buddy. Let's uh, let's get out of here. All right. You can follow me at your boy, the tank on Twitter. That's at Y-A-B-O-I, the tank. You also catch all of my work on the college, college loop where I do all the graphics for the most part. At least 90% of them are mine. <laughs> True. And so that's at the college loop. You can follow us anywhere except for MySpace. That's YouTube, Spotify, TikTok, Apple Podcasts. Apple Podcasts, people. 
Instagram. I did I say Facebook? Facebook. Yeah. All all the nine yards, and we're gonna get a LinkedIn soon, apparently. And you also catch me on the Auburn Daily Show every Monday and Wednesday. Wednesday with Harrison Tarr. Monday with Lance Daw. Comes out every every day, Monday through Friday at three p.m. But with that being said, for the College Podcast, let us know what you think of Headband Harrison, and if you're looking for an internship, make sure to hit us up.